I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Others lock up your sons. The fangirls are busting out all over. It's Fangirl Radio. Fangirl Radio. the fangirls on jackalope radio hey everybody and welcome to the first episode of fangirl radio for the year 2013 uh we are going to have this episode be very special uh, because we are going to talk about all the things we're looking forward to this year um we thought the year 2012 might have been the year of the geek but no after going through and looking at all of the wonderful films and tv series we've got coming up this year i think 2013 very well may be the year of the geek and um i will uh prove my point once we get to that section of the show um but first let's introduce my co-host the lovely and talented ran willox hello and the equally lovely and talented rachel moore good evening so uh this episode like i said we're going to go over what we're looking forward to this year and the list is just huge for just uh, movies and television and events it's going to be great um i'm really uh excited about the upcoming year um but before we get into that i wanted to talk weekend geek and um first off um one thing i had to bring up that I'm still you know this is a point that we've talked about before on the show which is the big bang theory and their latest episode that um, the, uh, the the clips are on online right now, the commercial for it, is how it's this big event that the girls from the show are going into a comic book store while the guys are away. Dun, dun, dun! And it's where no woman has gone before, the comic book store. Two things. One, this just irritates the crap out of me because well i go to a comic book store at least once or twice every couple of weeks um and then secondly uh penny already has been in that store at least a few times and dated the guy that runs it so they're not even following their own canon in their advertising but also it's just stupid that's that's all i had to say (laughs) i mean gals anything that you have to add I haven't seen the episode. It's not aired yet. This is just That's exactly what I was going to say. You're kind of judging the entire snafu. The thing is that... The commercial that the the episode hasn't aired. Finish my flipping thought. The Big Bang Theory is completely, like, not... You know, we we know it's not really. It's it's about other people's perceptions of nerds, even though supposedly um, some bona fide geeks write it. But... The other thing is, I haven't seen the episode, so I don't know. I mean, they always play the girls for laughs and the, like, not fitting into the nerd thing. But I I also have to say that in their defense a little bit, to play devil's advocate a little bit, as as late as six years ago, I had experiences walking into comic book stores where people acted like it was a giant deal. Now, this this is set in L.A., right? It's set in yeah. Los Angeles. And Los mm-hmm. Angeles is like a geek mecca so it's 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 preposterous in that context if it was set in like maybe you know the midwest somewhere or you know whatever that's a little preposterous they're playing it for laughs that's what they do they're not you know that's what they do and so i can't like but the pander just kills me the pandering and this just it, I know. It's a major it's, network. All they do is pan. I mean, like, it's not funny to be like, and, we know they're the fact community. that they come to Comic Con and they make this big deal about them being at Comic Con is annoying. 
because but, it's just pandering. It's not. It, it, I, I I don't know. I'm I'm getting I'm getting irritated. The other thing is that geeks love this show. I mean, not all of us, but a lot of geeks really love this show, and so I like the show. So case in point. So it's what I'm saying. Like I agree, it's kind of ridiculous. Like that in 2013, we're playing girls walking into a comic book store for laughs. Um, but there's so much other things wrong with the show <laughs> to me it's kind of like <laughs> and, and that whatever you know it's yeah I, I just I just had to bring it up because I saw it and even io9 who I, I saw um, the clip on is like really really this is where you're going with the episode this, this is your selling point is where no woman has gone before that's their big logo they have come up on screen it, it's kind of ridiculous to me I'm sorry I, I, I don't know I still have to come back to the point. I still have to come back to the point of skepticism and say, Jay, nerds may write the show. Nerds don't write the advertising for the show. So let's let's just reserve judgment for a tiny smidgen and watch the show and see how big of a farce they make of women in a comic book store and then tear them to pieces. And then we can uh, rip threads. <laughs> they, they've already got Amy Farrah Fowler going, feast your eyes, boys. Yes. But I love Amy Farrah Fowler. I'm sorry. I'm like, come on, come on, give me a break. I adore her. And you know what I love? I love the actress. I read her parenting blog on um, Caveller, and I, I, I'm sorry. I watch that show for Amy Farrah Fa- Fawcett or Amy Farrah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know what I mean. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. Um, so they, uh, I, one of the things that I'm kind of skipping ahead a little bit here, but definitely one of the big, big things that I'm looking forward to in the year 2013 is the fact that this is the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. Yay. Half a century Yay. of who if you will. Okay. And uh, today they announced um, what the BBC is doing. Every month they will be uh, releasing a ebook, an, e- an ebook written by a popular children's author. They won't tell you who they are going to be until about a week or so before the book is actually released. And the big, the big rumor mill is, of course, that J.K. Rowling, possibly Neil Gaiman, uh, they're... So every month you're going to have at least 11 of these. And then probably on the 12th in in December, you may be getting a special bonus uh, edition. Uh, But we do know for a fact that 11 of them are going to be released. And uh, they announced their first one today, as this is actually Monday, and this will air on Thursday. It will probably be common knowledge. But I'm very excited because, and I'm going to probably mispronounce his first name because I always do, Eon Colfer who is the writer of the Artemis Fowl series, is writing the first book, which is based with the first Doctor. So I am very excited about this. I think this is really neat. Um, These will be available January 23rd, I believe, is when it goes release, and it's only going to be £1.99 to buy. So it'll probably be, I believe, with uh, the conversion rate, that's around 4 bucks um, American. And you'll be able to download it online, and then um, also at the end of the year, they will be compiling all of these together in a hardbound edition. Cool. I am very excited about that. It's going to be great. Um, So each doctor, so in February, we'll have Patrick Troughton, in uh, March we will have John Pertwee, so on and so forth, until um, November where we will have the 11th passage. Just so you know, his name is Owen Colfer. Owen Colfer. I, I never it's just say Owen. Owen Colfer. The E is silent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We saw Django. So. <laughs> saw Django. Um, so also today we found out that uh, Sin City 2, which I'd actually posted this. I actually posted this information also on the Fangirl Magazine webpage. Um, but uh, Sin City 2 uh, has been ramping up production. Uh, Robert Rodriguez is sort of hit and miss when it comes to this He's because he's sort of erratic on how he does things. But he typically, because he's doing everything. Uh, but he is, uh, Sin City 2 is happening. And it will be released, I believe, this year. And uh, he is uh, still casting this, even though they've been filming, I believe. And so uh, the latest to be rumored to be cast is Joseph Gordon-Levitt is going to be joining. Yeah, and I find it amusing because uh, uh, 
Bruce Willis had such a big part in the first Sin City film that now we have uh, Bruce Willis Jr. coming in <laughs> and being in the second movie. And uh, he is in talks to play a character named Johnny, who is a, a very suave, debonair gambler type. And actually, uh, being that Sin City 2 has been in limbo for so long, originally Johnny Depp was supposed to play this role. Mm. And they're instead getting uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which I'm okay with. And uh, they also... Uh, Angelina Jolie originally was supposed to be in this movie, and that is now not happening. I think she's just got too many projects lined up. So they are still looking for someone to play the part. I I believe she was the main dame to kill for um, the, in the film. So uh, we've got uh, quite a bit of uh, casting still to go on the movie, but I, I'm very excited to see JGL in uh, black and white. So that would be awesome. Um, so with that, uh, I want to. I want Rachel to talk about something that we uh, actually posted about uh, as well on uh, Facebook, which is um, one of our favorite guests had some misfortune happen. Yeah, um, writer and um, fangirl favorite Peter David had a stroke um, in December over the holiday. Uh, and he, right now, it sounds like he's fairly stable. He's been able to lift his arm by himself. His fingers are coming a little bit back. He's going to have a lot of rehab ahead of him. Um, he does have health insurance, but they have a massive amount of co-pays. And um, since the stroke fell at the end of the year, there's all these new co-pays that um, they fall badly for when writers get money or um, or their royalties pay out and all that. So they're having a Probably little bit of a new- Probably the deductibles restarted too. If, if it's like my insurance, it's, they they restart at the beginning of the year. Yeah, so back yeah. out of pocket again. Exactly. So um, there's a, they've actually requested instead of direct donation that you just buy some of his stories. Um, they are up at uh, I believe Crazy Eight Press has some, but you can Google. We already have a link up on FangirlMag.com. Um, so please check that out and buy some stories direct from him. I mean, he's a great story writer. You should buy him anyway. But it's really good timing if you've been thinking about it. If you've uh, listened to our really great interview with him um, earlier last year, um, just a wonderful, charming guy and um, just kind and generous. And, uh, you know, it'd be great to help him out to get our geek uh, activism going in the right direction. So... Exactly. But we're, we're glad he's doing well. We have good thoughts and prayers and good vibes, whatever you do for his recovery. And uh, we'll keep you updated if we hear anything else. Yep. And, and also on Twitter, it's uh, all over Twitter as well. People like Neil Gaiman are reposting the links for that. Um, so please uh, go ahead and, I mean, you he writes so beautifully anyway so please just feel free to go to his site and uh buy direct from him if possible and uh support him because that's what we're all about is helping one another in this in the uh the world of the geek for sure so please do so um do you guys have anything else to add for the week in geek i've got um minecraft and so no i Oh, I, um, I was glad to see uh, a new Once Upon a Time this week. Yes. And, uh, no, the, the thing about that show is they just keep on making the villains the most interesting part. And Regina got bullied this week. Like, straight up. She just like Everything that happened to her was horrible. And I'm like, I there's something wrong with the show when I want to defend the evil queen. Well, saying. the the thing with the thing with Once Upon a Time was, it it keeps you on your toes. You don't know who really the bad guy is in that show because they give so many layers to the villains. It's great, and uh, I was I I just absolutely loved Regina in this episode. My God, I wish I looked like that woman. She's Ugh. just just fierce. I just think she's a Ugh. fierce queen. <laughs> she's a fierce queen in, in in every sense of the word. And uh, God, she can outfits off like nobody's business nobody's business so I uh, I love that I'm so glad there's keeping um, Hook and, and character and not making him as yet lovey-dovey I think there's going to be some interesting stuff going down between him, Bell, and uh, Rumpel coming up, oh baby I can't wait but uh, not just that though 
You know what else started this weekend? Again. You know what? what no one knows. Downton Abbey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew that, yeah. but I wait. I wait till the end of the season to watch it because I don't do cliffhangers very well. I freak out a little. Two hour premiere. I know. And and I've only just started watching the episode and I already got to see my Mr. Bates. Oh. Uh, yes, yeah. there's no... There, I, I don't know what it is about Bates, but my God, I love that man. I cuddle him. I cuddle him so hard. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> sorry. It's wow. true. I find him cuter than the guy we're supposed to think is so debonair and hot, which is uh, which the main guy. The blonde. I can never remember his name. It's not Charles. What's his name? I don't know. He spent half of the last one, like, being whiny, and I, I lost interest. He got so freaking pale, like, when the girl died that he was supposed to uh, marry, and I'm like, Jesus, you should have played Dracula in that crappy Dracula that they made years ago he played um it wasn't uh jonathan harker he played um oh arthur i think it was and uh yeah that was the weird one with the funny syphilis in dracula and i found that just odd and uh but he yeah the the funny syphilis in dracula i am not making it up go you can watch it on youtube i think it's up there um but mr tia timey um uh, was Dracula in it, uh-huh. and and he was a creepy mofo, for sure. And then you had um, uh, God uh, Sophia Miles, who had already played a vampire once in um, Underworld, and also was uh, uh, Madame de Pompadour in Doctor Who, opposite David Tennant. Uh, she was Mina, I believe, or Lucy. She was Lucy, and. Um, yeah, that was just the funny syphilis. What it was was they switched the whole plot to where Arthur had a syphilitic condition he had inherited from his mom and dad. His mom killed herself when she figured out what she had. But her da- his dad like died of it slowly and horribly. And he found out he would pass it on to his wife if they had you know, relations um, after they got married. So he goes and, goes and finds a devil cult to um a, that worships dracula of all things to figure out a way to cure himself of syphilis you're such a weird <laughs> the fact that you watched that whole thing I'm, makes you such a weirdo the thing that I, I was like I'm, i was reading the synopsis before i watched i'm like how are they gonna make this work and they could <laughs> and they didn't it was just bizarre as it, as it sounds and then um um, oh, the guy that played Perot, David Suchet, played this really weird uh, Van Helsing that was all like long hair and grungy and, and made the um, the version that's in uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula with Anthony Hopkins seem normal. With, you know, the devil's concubine. No, no. That was, <laughs> that's normal in comparison to this one. So, yeah. I just figured yeah. out, re- out where I remember funny syphilis from. Isn't that something that Xander says? Xander, yeah, yes. yeah. Because okay. he got the funny syphilis, yes. He gets that's, the funny that's syphilis, That's where I stole that yes, from. Yes. From a last try? Yeah. From a, yeah, because the Indian cursed him with all the, the horrible things that, that, that white man, um, brought to the indians and that was funny i thought stuff. that was oh uh, i'm totally confusing my episodes now because of course he was he got to be the bug eater didn't he get to be the bug eater in the yeah dracula that was in the episode? dracula yeah. episode yeah 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 okay. he, and that was the one where he finally was like i am not gonna be the bug eater or the one with the funny syphilis that's, yes that's <laughs> yeah. the line that's okay god okay. love you nicholas brendan i love oh. you so much yeah so yeah so that is um really off subject but yeah, the funny syphilis Dracula with um, oh God, I can never remember his name. The blonde from that you're supposed to think is the hot one from he is hot, but I I don't know Bates. I love Matthew, you, uh, Matthew uh, Vaughn. I think his name is the actor. Mm-hmm. Is maybe that who it not? Is? I thought it was oh, David. I don't know. Maybe anyway, the one Marion. Uh, what's her name? Lucy. I guess is. <laughs> I, I don't. Know. I, Can I tell you why I watched Downton Abbey? Two what? words. Hmm. Two words. Maggie, Maggie Smith. Smith. Yeah. yeah, Maggie. Everyone knows Maggie it's Smith. It's all about Maggie Smith. I like <laughs> the other ones too. They just don't have names. They're like the rich guy, 
the rich guy's wife, the rich guy's horrible daughter, the rich guy's worse horrible daughter. It's That's how I know them. It's the Mary. Call. That's who she's married. He's Mar- married. Mary. Mary. Yes, they, Lady Mary. They, Dan Stevens, his character's name is Matthew Crowley. That's it. Dan yeah. Stevens. I was going to say it started with a D. That's what I couldn't remember. But yeah, so uh, Downton Abbey, I love you. Um, Sparrow. But I watch it. I watch it for for the servants. I think that's <laughs> everyone watches it for. And and I want Mr. Bates out of prison, even though apparently there's wall slamming things going on in this episode. I'm like, oh god, I can't wait. I don't watch it yet. That that's in the ads, man. If you have the ads are out there. You don't see TV. <laughs> it's on Hulu. Go watch it. That's how I did it. I, I got the plague. I, for well, over the- I just, I try and let them build up because I really, like, I don't do cliffhangers. Like, if I hadn't been able to watch all of Get Grey's Anatomy in, like, one sitting, I would have, like, some somebody would have died. It was, Crazy it was man. getting, like, I know how you feel about that, but we, we disagree on so many things that I, I can't even acknowledge yeah. that. No, see, I got raised on them. There's nothing like spending an entire summer wanting to figure out whether Picard will ever be human again or if he spends the rest of his life as a Borg. To really train you how to take cliffhangers. That's because you didn't know me in the great Briscoe County Jr. fiasco where I thought Briscoe County Jr. was dead. And I spent the summer weeping. (laughs) I don't do. I don't do it. But it did die. (laughs) The thing was, the the way that the whole like rubber bullets thing, I was so mad because it was like the one thing that like never, ever occurred to me. I'm like, he can't die. He's the main character. But like, I couldn't figure out how it was done. And that was like, really, you know, I was like, what, 11, maybe <laughs> 10 or 11 when that came out, something like that. I, yeah, yeah it was not a good summer. I don't want to uh, talk. About it. Oh, oh, by the way, guys, I just have to do a little plug here for him. I, um, I helped co-host the Collinsport Historical Society podcast uh, that's coming up. And I got to do an interview this weekend where I moderated between um, uh, Nancy, I believe her last name is Yearling. And I apologize if I got that wrong. She was actually Jonathan Frid's assistant and um, basically right hand um, for a very long time. And uh, also uh, PNL Rod, who is a awesome awesome author and we all discussed uh women in dark shadows um and and the history of the show as well as in the horror genre um but uh, primarily in the dark shadows universe and that will be airing um they they will i'll i'll post a link up on fangirl about it but uh it was a wonderful um uh, interview. I really enjoyed talking with them. And uh, the thing that uh, you mentioned, something that, that made me think about it was we were talking about the Night Stalker and I mentioned the PNL Rod who was a huge, huge Night Stalker fan. Um, yeah, you know, I think Bruce Campbell should play Carl Coljack and she let loose with a f- a four-letter word that I was surprised to hear, and she went, "Damn it, that needs to happen, Mama. What?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, wow!" <laughs> wow. I, that made me so happy. <laughs> you can just see her You're eyes. You're like, "That's my up. people. <laughs> That's my people." Um, but yeah, if anyone could be a surly, um, sarcastic, old-school journalist type that um, fought monsters and demons and things that go bump in the night, I think Bruce Campbell could fill that bill um, very well. So, but yeah, that um, just that made me think of that. I'm like, oh my god, I have to mention the the Bruce Campbell uh, comment of "F yeah, that needs to ha- happen, Mama One" by PNL. <laughs> But um, so I I wanted to move on to our um, our uh, subject for the for the night, which is what the what we're looking forward to this year. And there's so much, and uh, I have it broken down at least my stuff into two categories, which is television and movies. Um, and TV, first all, off of course, what I already said was Doctor Who's fiftieth. Um, we've already established that the BBC is going to basically brought, you know, just everywhere you're going to find who they're um, doing stamps of every doctor over in the UK, which I somehow need to figure out how to get um, their um, postage stamps. And they will not let us hear anything about what they're doing special wise, but you know, it's going to happen. And they're also doing um, Mark Gaddis is penning a uh, new docudrama about the creation of the, of the series 
it's already, I believe, been filmed, at least written. Um, that's going to be on this year. And uh, they're just doing all kinds of stuff for this. And it's pretty amazing if you think about it. Half a century of Doctor Who. How amazing is that? That's I mean, a lot of Doctor Who. That's a lot of Doctor Who. And it is, I think, uh, at this point, the longest running science fiction t- TV show in history, which is pretty uh, amazing. And I can't think of a better one to, to get the, the props for that. Um, so Doctor Who's 50th this year is going to be crazy. And uh, they won't let anyone talk. Uh, Doc, uh, David Tennant was just on Jonathan Ross. And apparently he let loose. Now the, now the speculation begins. Um, because someone, he even mentioned on the show that someone from the BBC was standing in his, in the green room watching him to Mm. make sure he didn't say anything (laughs) and making a point. You can't say anything to anyone. You can't talk about it, David. So what's he do? He talks about the fact that they're telling him he can't talk about anything. Mm. So that pretty much guarantees you that David Tennant's going to be involved. Um, Billy Piper won't say anything. They've got a tight lid on this. This is like the plot to Star Trek. Um, they, uh, they won't let you know anything. So that's for sure one big thing I'm looking forward to all of this year. It's going to be a year-long deal. So that's great. Uh, Rachel Wren, you got anything? Uh, Trek. So much stuff. Let's do TV first. Do you have anything oh. on TV-wise? Um, I do, I do, I do, I do. What you got? <laughs> I have a big list. I kind of went through a list that was separated out by the month in which the show premieres, and I just pulled out the ones, the brand new ones anyway, that I think I'm going to check out because they look really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only two shows I'm going to pick up are the only two shows that I'm following, which are The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones, which is really sad. I need to watch more TV, but that's it. But the new ones that I think look really interesting are, um, well, this one is half interesting. I'm going to have to watch it and find out. It's The Americans. And that one is about the Russian spies during the Cold War who had trained so thoroughly to blend, in, blend into American culture. There was this, you know, great big scare. This is a real thing, great big scare of Russians living in our midst, you know, Russian yeah, spies. Yeah, that looked really interesting. Uh, Felicity's it did look really in interesting. Yeah. I have a problem with watching anything Felicity's in because all <laughs> I can think of is hair fiasco, hair fiasco, hair fiasco. Like that's all I can think of. Whenever I watch her. But anyway, so hopefully she will let me forget that I am watching Felicity, pretending to be a Russian, pretending to be American. Also, it's a period piece, and I love period pieces. This one isn't going to be, like last year everything was about the 60s. This is probably going to be set in, I don't know, the 70s. It's Whatever the, set the tail 80s. End of the, in the 80s. Yeah, the tail end yeah. of the Cold War. So, um, so yeah, you know, some intrigue and some, and some suspicious stuff and, and Russians pretending to be Americans, which can be cool. Um, in February, I am really looking forward to Zero Hour, which is a network show, and I'm kind of surprised something this good, that, that looks this good, is uh, going to be on the network. Let's hope ABC uh, <laughs> has something quality, and not just really good quality trailer editors. Um, anyway, it has one of the dudes from ER. I cannot remember his name, but I know him as the dude from ER. He's the ball. Oh, What's his name? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I can never remember. Anthony, uh, Anthony Andrew? Uh, something. No. Yeah. Anyway, no. he's fantastic. He's a phenomenal actor. I love him a lot. And um, the, Edwards. The, Edwards, it, that's it. It looks really interesting because it's kind of about... Well, it's about mystery and history and clocks. <laughs> that's what I wrote down to I remind kept myself. Calling it, I kept calling it National Treasure, the TV series. That's that's the I, I hope to God that that horrible uh, analogy doesn't prove to be true. Because it looks a, la- a lot better than that. It does, But it does involve some supernatural stuff with maybe some demons. It's got some history, definitely everything from, you know, this century all the way back to a thousand years ago. So they've got Nazis in there and they've got... Um, crusade stuff in there and it just looked really cool. I'm a history bit of a nerd. And it, it revolves around these 12 mysterious clocks inside of which is the secret to some unnameable evil which is really, really cool. So, And at the same time he's trying to find his wife who's been kidnapped um, because she bought one of these clocks. Um, which looks cool. There's a few more but Rachel, have you got one? Um, You know, I tend to not 
watch things until they've caught on because <laughs> me liking a show pretty much like dooms it. Oh, so and um, I'm I'm kind of interested. I, I will hazard this: it looks kind of terrible, but it also looks kind of interesting. I really kind of want to see the Bates Motel. Oh, I, I I think Bates Motel is going to be good. Um, Partially just because I love um, Freddie Highmore. I just think he's a great little actor. And so I just want to watch him do his thing. And Vera Farmiga is one of my, my favorite character actresses. So mm-hmm. I kind of want to see her let loose with a little bit of camp. I'm so curious to I see how they're going to work it to modern times because that's where it's set. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. very interesting. Um, I have a couple on here um that i'm surprised are going to be on network but it's true um one the one biggie of course is shield the tv series um which whedon is uh directing right now the first episode uh the also the other that i'm really excited about and i can't wait um kind of tying back into downton abbey is dracula with jonathan rice myers which is going to be on nbc and um, the, the creator of Downton Abbey is behind that. The producers are. Exactly. And then Hannibal is going to be on there. And uh, they, they actually, uh, Collider just did an interview with some of the heads of NBC. And they were talking about how they are so excited about Hannibal and how the, uh, the look of that series is going to be. Because uh, that's being done by Brian Fuller, who we know does beauty, beautiful things, pretty things like Pushing Daisies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Cult, which looks really good, that's going to be on the CW. Um, Cult looks weird. Cult looks like it, it looks could trippy, be really doesn't it? Cool. Yeah. It could either be really cool or really bad. Really bad. <laughs> um, and then Thrones uh, to come back. For the yeah, oh, for sure. Just like counting the time. Mm. <laughs> um, I know it's Game not of- a debut, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Game of Thrones is going to be great, and and they're <laughs> actually doing that extended season on this one, so yeah. they got more episodes. Um, the other show that I'm really excited about, and I know a lot of people have been talking about it because it's getting ready to start, is The Following with Kevin mm. Bacon, and uh, I really want to see that. I think that's going to be really good. Um, just the look of that, and Kevin Bacon just brings it everything he's in so i'm really excited um but then also of course bbc america i have to get my david Tennant squeeing out of the way now um we're getting spies of warsaw this year which the uk peeps are getting to see it first but that looks so good and they basically are, are touting him as a uh, a french james bond in it which i'm He's like all a french accent I don't think so, but he's he's a French operative, is what they call they say. But it's David Tennant. I don't think he's okay. doing a French accent in it. And then also, um, we're going to have his other um, series, mini series that he did called Broadchurch, which also has Arthur Darville in it. So we're going to have Rory, Roman, and Doctor Ten trying to solve a murder mystery in a town. So that's going to be really good and uh that will be on bbc america later this year so i'm excited about that um so rachel did you see the did you see the um the preview for the bbc america original series called orphan black i did and then they have ripper street too which looks really good i orphan black was kind of the pre the preview was vague but it looks like either clones or something else i'm hoping it's something a little bit more mysterious than clones but in any case it's the same girl about 10 times uh, uh-huh. but they have no idea why there are so many of the same of them yeah and she takes over she sees her twin and then she sees the twin either murdered or dies and she takes over her life oh um, creepy I didn't see that one I just yeah that's the gonna... that's the plot of it is she takes over mm-hmm. the life of the girl that looks just like her including the boyfriend and everything oh, and then, yeah and then she figure and she realizes oh this might not have been a good idea <laughs> <laughs> So it's a little bit like a uh, ringer with Sarah Michelle Geller, but I think it's got more to do with like a, a sci-fi get, uh, bent to it. There's so, only other, a couple others that I thought looked interesting. There's one show that I think is interesting just because sci-fi appears to be doing something really weird. And the show is defiance. And it looks really weird because not only is it a combination episode of television show, but it's an online MMO at the same time. And it looks really pretty. It does look really pretty. You know what makes me mad? Total non sequitur here. 
Sci-Fi has three new original series coming out in 2013, and they all look pretty high budget. And the only part, like like the the angry part of me that will be angry is this is a, this is a 10 year old anger, and it will proceed for the rest of my life. Why couldn't they have that money when they were making Farscape? Damn it! What about Invisible Man? Why did they have this money when they were making Invisible Man? They have money when you had good shows. Anyway, Damn it! Sure. I always, to this day, Vincent Ventresca, why did you leave me and where did you go? I love you, Vincent. <laughs> I miss you, Vincent Ventresca. Anyway, there's only uh, one of the <laughs> This show, I know nothing about it except for its title and who made it. And by who made it alone, I would like to see what Nutshell Studies of, an unex- of Unexplained Death is because Guillermo del Toro is attached. Nutshell study. What now? Nut- I haven't heard of this. It's this is based on a book, I think. It's Nutshell Studies of Unexplained Death. <laughs> and you've got to Google it. There's some interesting stories. There's no preview yet. I hope someone can get a get a um, synopsis. There'll be nice. a book synopsis, I'm sure, but I'm hoping someone can get a show synopsis. Because if Guillermo's involved, I will watch the hell out of it. Heck yeah. So I guess we should move on to movies, because I know Miss Moore is... Chomping at the bit. Oh, did my pick spam of Benedict Cumberbatch get through? I wasn't sure if my point was getting across. Rachel, what are you looking forward to movie? (laughs) Um, I'm looking forward to uh, the movie Star Trek. (laughs) Into Darkness? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, And there's this little movie called The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog. Yeah. And um what do those two things have in common, Rachel? Um, you know, they both they both have uh have amazing cinematography and <laughs> a lot of attached to them. Oh, they both Am I selling this? Is this working? No, it's not. <laughs> There's guys with pointy ears in both. Hey, there are there you guys go. with pointy ears and both. Um <laughs> Yes, and it has um, future, um, you know, Academy Award nominee and, um, and you know, uh, my, my BFF, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> so, yeah, Star Trek Into Darkness, by the way, I actually made a point of, oh, I actually made a point of, of writing down release dates for the movies. Yay. Um, yeah, so that comes out May 17th of this year, and The Hobbit, unfortunately, doesn't come out until December 13th of this year so yes but um I would be looking forward to Star Trek Into the Darkness even though um even if Benedict Cumberbatch wasn't in it because I thought the first one was a delight and I'm really I feel like everybody in the cast is really committed to it and committed to what Star Trek is and so I'm excited. I, I also love J.J. Abrams because he understands how to give you the best trailer without giving you anything about the plot of the movie, which is yeah. really important to me because I've sat through, uh, before we, we were watching Django, I sat through so many trailers that I was sitting there going, okay, I don't have to see that movie now. I don't have to see that movie now. Exactly. I have really seen the entire movie, including the plot twist. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I'm, I really think that it's, it's a cool thing and people should support it. I know there's a lot of, like, um, prissiness among Trekkers sometimes about these new films. And there shouldn't be. Everybody, everyone from the old series is, is supportive. And I think that Gene Roddenberry would think it was awesome. Well, and I also like the fact that um, if you guys haven't read them, they are awesome. It are the uh, the t- the comic books set in the new alternate universe um, that uh, they're actually following the episodes of the series. Mm-hmm. So you you get to see all these episodes. Like the first, um, I actually bought volume one, which compiles um, the first, I think, four or five issues of this uh, the book and or the the comic book series and the first one is where no man has gone before which is the gary um gary mitchell uh episode and you get to see gary mitchell in there of course and then uh it follows on and now they're into the mirror mirror universe so you get to see kirk with his like scar on his face and uh things like that so it's it's actually really really cool um 
but also I just had to um, bring up to, of course, Daniel Kraft, who got to see the um, unfinished, but still he got to see the movie before he passed away. Um, yeah. I thought that was classy of of J.J. Abrams and those guys to allow that man to see it. Because I, like I said on on Facebook about it, um, I firmly believe that people, if they have something to look forward to, and something they love that they can look forward to, um, like that, uh, they will make themselves live for it. Absolutely. I, I think. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No. Oh, I was just gonna say I, I'm also really looking forward to um, Oz the Great and Powerful because mm-hmm. it's something that I've we've been teased about quite a bit, and I. I, you know, it, it's eye candy and I need some eye candy because there's a lot of really cool, like post-apocalyptic stuff coming out, like Oblivion's coming out and Elysium and all this, but they're mm. all very post-apocalyptic mm. and I need something kind of candy and pretty. Speaking of candy and pretty, this week, um, tomorrow, as of the airing of this episode, Gangster Squad comes out. <laughs> And I've been looking forward to that. You give me a man in a fedora and I'll give you a smile. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. Uh-huh. Um, especially when that guy is um, Ryan Gosling uh, and Robert Patrick. So I'm very excited. Um, the other one that comes out this month, uh, speaking of pretty, is uh, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, which I... Yay. I'm wow. looking forward to it. Oh my god. I want to watch Hawkeye shoot things. All the things. <laughs> Blow all the things up. They actually just released the Red Band trailer for it. And you get to hear him cuss Yay. as he blows up things in leather. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking um, of uh, fairy tales, I personally am dying to see Jack the Giant Slayer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, oh my gosh. Oh, it looks good. And warm bodies, too. Warm bodies. Well, the same def- guy. Did you notice? Know, same guy, yeah, warm bodies, same. and Jack the Giant Slayer. You and yep. McGregor's in Jack the Giant Slayer. I will watch everything that man does ever. Ever. <laughs> Except, wait, I, I, I have to draw a line. No more animated Star Wars movies. None for me. I'm done. There you go. Um, well, speaking of Elysium, I am so looking forward to that movie. I can't wait. Neil Blomkamp can do no wrong. And you 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 put Charlto Copley as the bad guy and make him all grizzly and have like augmented um, parts on him and then you have Matt Damon not even looking a thing like Matt Damon and then you've got you've got Jodie Foster as the mysterious bad guy of the piece and um, I am all about it that actually finally we have a release date for that and that's coming out in August so August 9th of this year. Um, the other one that I'm really looking forward to, which I finally figured out the release date for, and you can laugh all you want, but I am all about it. In September 6th this year, we get the third Riddick movie. <laughs> I love Riddick. I don't even care. Even Chronicles of Riddick, which wasn't as good as Pitch Black, I loved that movie. I don't, I I don't even care. It. It's if, old if, school. It's old school sci-fi pulp. It's great. It's, it's just, it's so, it, it doesn't, it's stupid and it's great and it's pretty and the first one was a better movie, but the second one was prettier and the third, I mean, Vin Diesel, he's just, he just, I would play D&D with Vin Diesel. He just, just seems like him talk. Oh, all he has to do is read something. I don't care. Instructions to how to install a car, car stereo. Just read to me, Vin Diesel. I just want to hear you talk. <laughs> But uh, I'm excited about it. I loved Chronicles of Riddick. I like the director's cut. And also they're bringing back Carl Urban. He's on Yay! the cast list for this. I love Carl Urban. Yeah, and he was great in the first, in that second movie. And I just absolutely love how these are basically, and someone nailed it. Um, they said it's basically Conan in space. And ah. that's true. It's, it's this badass, um, silent anti-hero that... Um, goes forth and crushes his enemies before him and hears the lamentations of the women and does it with glowy eyes and knives and it makes me happy he so, kills a guy with a teacup I, I mean, know right <laughs> he warns him that he will t- kill him with the teacup and then he does it and 
I, it's just one of those things that like, it's just enough meathead that it turns off my thinking critical brain that picks apart everything. And I go, who pretty? And he kicked his butt. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this is total girl porn. I don't care. This is my kind of girl porn. You can say all you guys want about girl porn, what it is. No, this is my kind of girl porn. It's this big badass going forth and killing things in a pretty universe. That's that's my girl porn. You guys have definitely given me the impression that I've been missing out, so I think I'm gonna have to walk myself. The down first the movie, the first movie, the the pitch pitch black has a lot more. Uh, it, it's more of like an alien movie. Riddick is you you think Riddick is a secondary character in it, mm. but you figure out going in that it's he's really sort of the basis of the the core of the movie, um, okay. and then the second movie gives more mythos to him like big time and it's beautiful it's just such a gorgeous you know set pieces and things that they do in it so i am really looking forward to this third film we've been waiting for it for a while it's been quite a couple years since uh, that second movie came out um but also coming out this year speaking of big pretty man of steel comes out in june and i can't wait I am it's excited. Good. I am excited because I hated the last one so hard. You can you can't you can't possibly be worse than that. So I I am letting myself get my hopes up hopes up for something way way better. Well, and I love the um you know, we've got brilliant casting in this one in terms of Zod and and in terms of Jor-El because I've always thought Russell Crowe was uh was uh the the do- double for now, by oh God, who am I thinking of? The no Godfather. Idea. The Godfather. Oh my oh, God! The... How am I not remembering his name? <laughs> Holy shit, Pickle Batman! Mar- okay, Marlon Brando. Marlon, Marlon Brando. Brando. Thank you. Good God. Lord. How did I? Oh, I need sleep. I was like, I was like, I, it can't be that because there's no way that she. No, I completely spaced on Marlon Brando. Anyway, he is basically Marlon Brando reincarnated. He is Marlon Brando reincarnated as Daniel. Uh, Daniel Craig is Steve McQueen. I mean, it really perfect casting. So uh, I really am looking forward to it. And Zack Snyder can do really beautiful things with other people's material and uh what i'm seeing in this um michael shannon as uh zod looks great i can't wait um the the expanded trailer just gave us even more good meat in this movie so i'm really looking forward to it and that's coming out on june 14th so that's going to be probably my birthday movie um also coming out in july 3rd i know a lot of people aren't looking forward to it but by god i am is the lone ranger i think it looks crazy if you hey you you're over here talking about briscoe county jr and i am getting a complete briscoe county vibe from that movie so you can you don't have to go i fine i will go and i will enjoy it because I've learned not to go to Johnny Depp movies with you. I've learned That's that fine. You, just, you don't have to. Space while you watch those movies. <laughs> I, I I am looking forward to the Lone Ranger, and not only because of Johnny Depp and the fact that it looks really great and uh, fun and just ridiculous. It's went over budget. I don't even know how many times, but Jack White did the soundtrack, and mm. he makes purdy music. So I am. I'm looking forward to that movie. Uh, also, of course, we can't forget, because um, I know we're getting ready to run out of time here, um, but we can't forget our two Marvel movies this year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, Thor 2, which I didn't realize um, was coming out in November? Really? I think it's later, yeah, because I think um, they're expecting... My I thing is... They're still doing some post-production on it, but they're also um, expecting Iron Man to stay in theaters a long time again. Well, it's not just Iron Man. Oh, I think course. Captain America comes out this year, too, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think there's a Captain America, but I, I haven't seen any dates for that, so I'm kind of thinking that it's going to be in the summer. Um, yeah, I like think Iron, yeah, Iron Man, I think, is coming out in May, so they're probably going to have Iron Man be in for two or three months, and then August is probably going to be Cap, and then they'll do Thor 2. Um, so yeah, those are the ones I'm, uh, of course, Thor two. A lot of people aren't looking forward to it. They think it looks a little cartoony. 
I, t- I tell those people, bite me. I'm looking forward to Thor 2 because it looks good. And it's got Christopher Eccleston. So, ha, ha. Um, but uh, gals, what do you got? What are you looking forward to movie-wise? I saw a trailer that I really, really liked because my jaw kept hitting the floor when I kept seeing how many people are in it. And that is a movie called Now You See Me. Um, which is a good old-fashioned bank heist movie about four uh, very, very successful, like, big-time show magicians, four young people, who rob a bank bank in Paris during a Vegas show. And it's really, it looks very mind-bendery, like like how, like you're constantly trying to figure it out at the same time that the movie's going on. And the cast is mental. So the leader of the four young magicians is Jesse Eisenberg, who I giggled a lot when I saw that he was again be, uh, playing opposite Woody Harrelson. Harrelson. Think of <laughs> zombie and of Ruffalo's course. in that too, and, right? Uh, Ruffalo's in it, Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine. I mean, it's ridiculous. And somebody I'm very excited to see, Dave Franco, who is James Franco's younger brother. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, be interesting in, to see um, I think he was in Fright Night, wasn't he? Yeah, he played. He was in Fright Night. And yeah, he he's been in a lot of things, actually. He actually lived in Fright Night, which I thought was <laughs> So, yeah, I think that looks really. It looks. It looks like one of those um, really well written. You know, wrap your brain around the mystery kind of uh, very sharp, very witty plots that I really like, and I like Jesse Eisenberg a lot. Um, the only other thing on my well, no, there's two things on my list you haven't talked about yet, and that is Carrie. For one, oh my gosh! Really well, they got that. They bump that to October they, now. It was supposed to come oh, out. Okay. Well, October's yeah. the month for it. I oh, I know. I. I'm very glad they did that. I'm getting sick of them wasting, you know, the people, the thing that irritates me is paranormal activity now is like the new saw. Uh. And no one thinks that they can compete with it in October. And that's crap. Yeah. October yeah. is the month that you should release horror movies. That's yeah. what they did with Fright Night, believe it or not. They were going to release it in October and then they moved it like idiots to August. And guess what? It didn't make hardly uh. any money. Yeah. No, but I'm very excited to see that actress who is in Kick-Ass because she is awesome. Chloe yes. Moretz. And so I haven't seen any, I haven't seen any uh, trailers that included any substantial plot, but it looks, it looks like the people who made it really cared about the original. Like they were, they were loving what they were doing, or at least what I've seen so far. I hope it's good. And of course, big giant robots. Oh, Pacific Rim. I want to see the big giant robots. Oh, and okay, I know that I was... I couldn't believe that my boyfriend didn't recognize the voice. The freaking voice, the freaking robot voice is Gladys from Portal, people. It's Gladys from Portal, (laughs) the evil robot. She is creepy. I would recognize that voice anywhere. I forgot one, too, I had to bring up because I can't wait for this, and I think it's actually going to surprise a lot of people with how well it does if they do a wide release with it. And that is Much Ado About Nothing, all I got. Yay! And that comes out, by the way, this may be my birthday movie because it comes out on June 21st. (laughs) You so it's birthday even, movies. <laughs> I always have to have one big good birthday movie, and because uh, I managed to get born um, to be born in the month that a lot of major releases came out, and the best one ever was when I um, when Batman came out, the original one with uh, Michael Keaton, because it came out exactly on June twenty third, and and my birthday month and day and everything was all over the world on these giant billboards with a giant bat symbol. <laughs> <laughs> So it made me happy. But yeah, Clark Gregg, Nathan Fillion, Alex Denisoff, Amy Acker, um, Spencer Clark. They have just basically the, the Joss Whedon repertoire company is in this movie. <laughs> so I can't wait. I think it's going to be great. And, and, and we get um, Amy Acker. Um, it's basically uh, Fred and, and uh, Wesley get to be back together again because she's Beatrice and he's Benedict. So how great is that? That's awesome. It is good. Fred and Wesley. Fred Fred and Wesley. Wesley. Yay! God, I cried so hard. You bastards. Sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm better now. What do you, uh, so this is, this is my biggest question for all the things coming out next year is how is Coulson not dead? 
What are your theories? I think Rachel? he's vision. You think he's vision? I, I think he's vision. In the show, he's going to be vision? Either that or it's going to be a prequel thing. But a lot of people don't think he's going to be. I think he's going to be a computer program. Well, that's what Vision kind of is. He's he's an android, but I think Coulson is going to be the AI of Shield. But that's what Vision is. I know, but I'm just saying. But I don't know if he's going to be actually walking around or something. I don't know. I mean, uh... if he's he's not walking around and we get talking head Coulson for the next X number of years, I'll be kind of bummed. I think if you have vision to use and you don't use it, then you better come up, pull something out of your magic weed and butt because, you know. Unless unless Marvel said for some reason they have plans for vision and he can't use him. Yeah, that could be. That's the other thing because you got to remember they still have Avengers movies to make. Yeah. So it depends. I don't know how they're going to do it. It's kind of a cop out, but what do you think of cloning? That's that's the other one that they could do. I mean, I, I wouldn't. That would surprise me either. could also do the. He wasn't really dead. He just colluded with um, Homeboy. What? To make it seem like he was dead. I mean, a lot of people online are saying that that's what it is. But I just think I think Vision is just angsty enough for Josh or for Joss. I, I I think that if they did that where he wasn't really dead, I would. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't do that because think of how many big-ass superheroes you're going to piss off well, when they find destroys, out they were lied to. <laughs> exactly, and that destroys the whole validity of that, that, quit, that crux moment in the film. They're called the Avengers because they needed something to avenge. If he's not dead, then <laughs> there's on all of it. <laughs> oh, sad! <laughs> God, I love I'm sorry, that was probably one of the best. You know, if ever, you just imagine that, that character is the same character as Robert Robin and How I Met Your Mother and it's her secret other life, it makes How I Met Your Mother a lot more interesting as if it wasn't That's interesting funny. enough. But the yeah. first time watch I ever it. saw Clark watch. Greg was on the old new adventures of old Christine <laughs> and he was the only part worth watching. <laughs> All right, so I, I think we have uh, we filled our time, and, and uh, I actually just really, really quick wanted to give a heads up that we are going to have some special guests upcoming. I'm really excited about some of these guys. One of them is another, we're going to have another comic book writer, uh, and I am in talks right now to get one of our favorite artists that is, uh, that is Jim Giroux. Yay. To be on, I love him. He's so awesome. Um, his his art grabs my heart and then squeezes it like a a stuffed bunny, and that's what it that's that's how it makes me feel. <laughs> so, with that being said, um, and also I think we're going to be having some of the producers from John Dies at the end, uh, also in a few weeks. So, stay tuned. This year is going to be great. Um, we're very excited, and I want to thank you, Ren and Rachel for being on the show again. Yay! Yes. 2013. 2013 yes. is going to be the year of the geek. So, with that being said, thank you all for listening and we